trading is a game of patience. That's what you guys will need to learn, especially, man. I don't know how many trend traders we have in here. If you're a trend trader, sheesh. You need more patience than you can imagine. I'm testing something similar to kind of what Andrew was looking, Andrew was looking at, um, where it's, it's something that goes for the, the big hitter. The big hitter quitter, that Mike Tyson knockout punch. Um, talking like, 500 to 1,000 pip moves. Um, but those only happen, how, how frequent do you think those type of moves happen? And obviously it depends on the pair. On some pairs, it never happens. But how frequent do you think those, those moves happen? The 500 to 1,000, 1,000 pip moves. Yeah, maybe once a year. Maybe once a year. So if that's the move that you're banking on, the rest of the the rest of the year, you are just trying to break even. You are you are Muhammad Ali in the corner, covered, taking punches, taking punches, hoping not to take too much damage, but you're taking punches, taking punches, taking punches, waiting for your opponent to get tired, and then boom, you go for it. And then not to mention, right, not only are you sitting in the corner getting punched the entire time waiting to go for it, but every once in a while you're going to swing and you're going to miss. You may land a jab, minimal impact, boom, but it's okay. You may go for the big hit and you, you miss, right? It's a, it's a lot of patience if you're going to be a trendy, a trendy following type of trader. A lot of patience, a lot of disappointment. Um, one of the reasons I flocked towards counter trend trading and, and, and I didn't do, I didn't follow through on trend continuation when I first started because I was a trend continuation trader or trend following trader with many of my first systems is because man the, the the patience needed the discipline needed is incredible like do you guys know what it feels like to be up like 700 pips only to end with only 100 pips of profit can you imagine that can you imagine looking at your chart for like weeks and you're up like a thousand burger right and then it retraces all the way back and your trailing stop is only at like 150 pips of profit. How do you think that would make you feel? Would it make you feel good? Probably not. Probably pretty, pretty frustrating, right? You, you, you gave back like 900 pips of profit. Yeah. And not to mention the trades that are up 500 pips and you end up losing money, right? But if you're someone that wants to shoot for those big wins, if that's your goal to get those big wins, that's what you got to do. And here's the secret, right? You're never going to catch every move in the market. You're never going to catch the full move, right? I know people do back testing like, man, I want to catch the full move. You're never going to catch the full move. You're always going to give money back. And nor should you try to catch the full move either. But you're always going to give money back. The key is you want to catch as much of the move as possible, right? So you need an exit indicator that gets you out of the trade close to that extreme point. But that exit indicator can't be so tight that it doesn't give you the breathing room, right? It doesn't give you the breathing room to, uh, to actually catch the big moves when they happen. 
right? Because we know that, you know, when you get a big move, right, it's, the market's typically, typically going to ebb and flow, right? Would you guys imagine? The market's not going to give you like a thousand pip candle that goes straight down unless the Swiss bank does something crazy again um, or another Brexit happens, right? So it's going to be like a trend. It's going to ebb and flow. It's going to extend. It's going to retrace. It's going to extend. It's going to retrace. You need to have a trail stop that is loose enough to survive those retracements if you want to catch that big move because that's what a healthy trend does. It, it extends, it retraces, it extends, it retraces, right? It, it's like a swimmer, right? The extensions are you swimming underwater, underwater, underwater. What do you eventually need to do in swimming if, if you want to survive and stay efficient? You need to breathe, right? Yep. So you turn your head to the side. Get your breath, right? That's the retracement. A little bit of relaxation, right? When you breathe, your body relaxes. And then boom, you're back in the water trending again or swimming again. <laughs> um, so you need those retracements. But if, if you're trailing too aggressively, you're not going to survive those retracements. If you're trading, if you're trailing too conservatively, you're not going to be close enough to that final retracement, the one where the market reverses, because it always eventually reverses, that you give too much back in the market. So it's a really, it's a, it's, it's a frustrating thing. It's, it's again, it's something that I tried when I first got started. Um, and I had a really good strategy. I just couldn't personally execute it. I couldn't personally execute it because it was it was just so frustrating. And I knew it was frustrating in back testing, right? But I was like, yeah, you know what? It made money because you you get you get intrigued by those big moves, right? Back testing it, it sucks because you're like, oh man, gave that money back, gave that money back, and you get like that one thousand pip winner, and you're like, boom, right? You're all excited, right? Then you try to do it in real life, and it, it's a it's a different story when it's your actual money that is being taken away, and you're spending like six months giving money back to the market and hoping that that next trade is the big one. But by the time that big trade comes, you're you're so frustrated that once you get up 500 pips, you take your 500 pips and run, only to turn around and see that that's the thousand pip winner that you that you sabotage yourself and you exit it early, and then you're even more frustrated because now you got to wait another year and a half for that next one to come. Right. It's tough, man. It's tough. And I, I think what we need to accept is, you know, obviously you got to accept that you're not going to be perfect. You're never going to catch the entire move. You're never going to catch every move. You have to you, you got to accept, I guess <laughs> you got to accept just just getting what you can get. Get yours. And you, you try to find that balance as, as, as close as you can. But it is, it is a psychological test. It's also something I'm working on right now. Um, I'm at a, I'm a, we talked about experience earlier. I'm at, a, I'm at a different point of experience in my trading career where, um, again, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm locked into the point and I've ha I have enough experience where I think I can revisit something like that and handle it. Um, I also think I can do that because I would treat it like a separate business, right? Again, a big goal of mine, I look at my trading as being three separate businesses, right? I have my day trading business, which is on hold right now. Um, but I have my day trading business, which is currently on hold, but that will be back going at some point. I have my, my swing trading business. Um, I don't have really a longer term swing trading slash position trading business. That's the next element that I would like to add. Um, 
I have investments as well, but I don't count because I, you know, they, they don't really do much. I just buy it and hold it and until things, <laughs> until I get enough profit. Um, like gold and silver back in 2016. Take that, everyone who laughed at me. You guys out there that laughed at me in 2016 because I was buying gold and silver when everyone else said sell it because the markets were diving down. How you like me now? How you like me now? <laughs> Been waiting four years to do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's, 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 it's a business I like to have. I think something that's going to help is that back when I first traded it, it was my only way of trading, right? So it was do or die based on, it, it was the only satisfaction, I guess you can say, if, if, if you want a word. It, it, was, it, was, it was the only trading system I was using. So it was kind of do or die after that. The cool thing about doing it now, which I think will help as well, is that this is secondary. This is going to be similar to, do any of you guys have investment accounts? 401ks or IRAs, any of that stuff? Or just just have money invested with someone else? Any of you guys have those retirement accounts? Yeah. How often do, do, you, how often do you check them? Do you check them? Like I get a random, I get a random, uh, a random letter in the mail. That's the only time I check, right? I'd be like, "Here's your quarterly." Actually, I'd, I'll get about three of them. I get them every quarter. I don't even check them. It'll be like the end of the. I check them during like tax time. That's it, right? I don't even look at them. I don't care. Like I don't look at them. I, I don't care, right? Maybe like twice a year, I'll look at them and just be like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about this." Oh, okay, pretty good. Or ooh, ah, December two thousand nineteen. Ooh, ah, right. Um, but yeah, I rarely ever check them because they're, they're kind of just doing their own thing. Right. And they're not the main, they're not a main source of income. So I look at this as being something similar to that, where I'll, obviously I gotta, I gotta check it to take trades and whatnot, but it can run in the background. I'm still going to be actively swing trading, which is my main business. Right? I'm still going to be actively swing trading, which is my main business. And that's going to be taking a completely different approach. So I'll still have, I guess, the mental victories of active trading. So it's not 100% relied on the strikeout, the strikeout, the strikeout, the strikeout, the big home run that come from the longer term trading. Does that make sense? Because trading is emotional. We need emotional wins, right? Again, it's doing what I just explained to you, it's, it's just, it's mentally punishing, right? It, it's, it's nothing to do with profitable or not profitable. It is mentally punishing, right? If you're, if you're going to be someone that is going to be like a 30% trader, it, again, it, it's sitting in the corner and taking blow after blow after blow Ali style. And obviously Ali was victorious in that, in that match. If you didn't know, now, you know, spoiler alert, he was victorious in that match, but it's tough to take that much, that much contact. It's tough to get hit in the face over and over again and, and, and still kind of trust yourself and, and do the right thing. It's, a, it's, it's extremely tough to do so. So I think if you have something else going for you as well, and that ends up being secondary, kind of lightens the blow a little bit and allows you to kind of trust what that's doing because you have something else feeding you those emotional victories instead of relying on this one thing. Um, yeah, Rocky too. Yeah, Rock, Rocky was a good example. Whew. Man, he took some blows. He took some blows. So, good stuff. Job cleans out. Are we seeing any movement?